Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. You were sharing recently on your Instagram story about how you actually don't do a lot of the very typical or things about like spirituality that people do, like, you know, using crystals or that you even meditate every day. And honestly, when I first started working with you, that was surprising to me because you're obviously someone who is working in the spiritual world. So it's almost like assumed that you have some sort of, you know, vitamin regimen or (laughs) practice of things that you do to take care of your body, which you obviously take very good care of your body. But I'd like you to share, because we haven't talked about it on the podcast, a little bit about like why that is. Have you always been that way? Was this like a conclusion that you came to after trying a bunch of stuff? Um, Help us understand because I know me, I see two ends of the spectrum. I see people who have like 45 vitamins that they take every day and have like a whole regimen of things. And then I see you where you're almost at the opposite end of the spectrum for me. Um, And figuring out, I know that the audience probably feels this way too, is like figuring out where I fall on that spectrum. So how did you land where you are? That's such a good question. And um I think it's such a good time to be talking about this because obviously we all are trying to up level 2023. What are the things we want to add in and serve us and habits we want to support ourselves with and stuff. I'll, I'll start with maybe something that's a little bit out there, but you know, I think a lot of the times when we make decisions, we talk about this all the time in human design with basically every other area of our lives is we're making decisions with our minds and not with our authority, with our bodies. Right. So you know, there's so much noise in the health world about like vitamin C helps with collagen and collagen does this. And this is how you prevent a cold and blah, blah, blah. Now, if you want to really think, I mean, like Taylor, think about this, like think about timelines. Let's say, for example, you are sick, right? And you're like taking echinacea and zinc and vitamin C, like up the wazoo. You'll never know if it helped, because you'll never have had the exact same situation at the exact same time where you got to also try out taking nothing and seeing if it made a difference. Okay. Now, obviously I'm being a little bit glib in the sense that if you went your whole entire life taking something every day, and then one day you forgot to take it and you noticed a stark difference, that would be completely different, right? Because that would be evidence-based. But I think a lot of the stuff that we do we do from the academic mental understanding of we've seen everyone else on Instagram do it. We're told it's good for this. And, and a lot of the times we don't ask why, right? Like, okay, well, berries are good for gut health, but is my gut health bad? What do I need better gut health for? What do I expect it to give me? How's that going to help me in my life? Like, how will I know when I have better gut health? Right. Or 
do we just want to on the opposite end of the spectrum like go through these motions of what we currently think is healthy for us and a big thing that really changed things for me is that you know in a completely different life in my early 20s um, when I was still working in magazines I was working at Condé Nast which is they own like Vogue and Cosmopolitan and Glamour and all these magazines and I went through their archives in in London for another project for a fashion project and you know you always go through like the health pages and so basically what I ended up doing was going through all the health pages from like the 70s the 80s the 90s 2000s and it's so stark to see that literally every decade almost has like a strong bubble and that if you were living in that time you would have like fully most likely bought into that bubble as like the ultimate health truth and so it made me really think like okay well everything that we think and we know now is like top of mind and super on trend is the ultimate thing, but it actually isn't, right? Like time is going to keep going on and in five years time, there's going to be something else that we prioritize. Like right now it's gut health or right now it's this certain supplement or this certain thing, but like that's not a long-term strategy for looking after yourself in my mind, right? So the long-term strategy is if something comes up and it's a trend and it resonates, try it on, but then have higher standards for that trend. Like that trend is not for you to buy into. That trend is here to serve you or not, right? So you almost have to interview that trend and be like, okay, well, ice bath, like, are you, am I actually noticing a difference in my life, right? Even if it's placebo, that's fine. But is it actually helping me or is it just another thing that I'm adding to my day that I'm, that I'm holding myself down with? The reason why... I have minimal stuff in my day is because I don't like, to me, having a lot of stuff that I have to do and check off the list feels very encumbering to my flow, right? Especially because I travel so much, like I'm in a unique situation, but it's also to say like, even if you don't travel a lot, if having to have this long list of, I have to wake up and do my three hour thing, because by the time I fit in my, um, you know, sauna, my cold plunge, my ice bath, my, um, you know, this mask and this meditation and this workout and then, and, 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 and like all of those things are here because they're supposed to bring forward momentum into your life, right? Like whether it's to make you feel better, to give you more energy, to make you more productive in your day, whatever it is. So depending on your priorities, right, you can decide, okay, what's important to me in my day? Is it to feel better? Is it to have more energy? Is it to whatever? And then assess, are these things actually helping me with those things or I do I just feel like a good cool spiritual trendy wellness person by doing all these things right and there's nothing wrong if you just want to feel like a trendy wellness person but in that case own it right like just be like I'm a freaking wellness junkie I love trying all these things out but that's in your power when you come from it with that energy you're like okay yeah I love it and I take my astaxanthin and I take my b12 and I challenge myself to do as long in the cold plunge as I want and whatever amazing but at least don't kid yourself about why you're doing it and to what end, right? So for me, I don't want to just do performative wellness. I don't think that serves me at all. It only serves my ego. It only serves me keeping up with the status quo and trying to look like a certain way to myself and to others. So I don't do it. And it doesn't mean that I don't take care of myself, but I take care of myself. I know that my energy anyway, my essence is a low touch essence, meaning that I need minimal interference, right? So for me, I know that if I try and give myself 20 things, it's just gonna kind of stop up my energy because it's not in line with who I am. Whereas for me with my health, I really believe that, and again, this isn't doesn't have to be true for everyone, but I really believe that I feel best when I'm getting out of my body's way so my body can already heal and restore. And I believe that my body knows what it needs to thrive, right? 
So I know that, for example, optimizing my digestion, eating foods that my system digests well, um, you know, no matter what those foods are, is the thing that's the most important because you're just getting out of your body's way. You're not encumbering it with like 25 ingredient smoothies that it has to then, you know, go into a bit of a food coma for or whatever, right? Even if it's the healthiest stuff on the planet, I don't care. So for me, I just try to be really minimal. And the thing that I prioritize over anything is feeling free. And I know that, you know, when you feel the way you want to feel, that's actually also the key to health, right? Because emotionally, you're already creating those um, chemicals inside that create good health, right? Like you're creating more serotonin or more dopamine, or you're creating, um, you know, just more kind of like settledness in your nervous system by not driving yourself crazy thinking about all the things you have to do in the day when you wake up and think, oh my God, I have to run to this workout class and I have to, whatever it is that I have to have to have to should, 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 like that's not necessarily healthy. So it's up to us to be our own energy readers and think like, what is it that makes me feel more expansive? The idea of doing it makes me feel in my power, makes me feel happy about doing it versus what am I doing? Cause I feel like I have to do it because then you're kind of going to end up dragging yourself through it. And I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like resolution time. It's almost like it gives you this illusion that if you make yourself do things, there's this like weird, um, look how cool, like, look how strong and powerful I am by making myself do something I don't want to do. I kind of am the opposite of that, where I'm like, the the whole thing about making yourself do something you don't want to do for the sake of it um, is only going to last, even if it only lasts two months or six months, it doesn't matter, unless you think you're going to do it for the long term, like, why even try it? The only time I make an exception for that is in terms of discipline. So let's say, for example, you know you want to write a book, um, and you know that you are lacking the structure to do it or the discipline to do it, or for example, you want to become a meditator because you really connect to it, then trying to make yourself do something even on the days when you don't want to do it, that's a slightly different thing, right? But if I also believe like if it really matters to you, you kind of will, you know? So I know that's like a very long answer that we can now pick apart, but that's my yeah. sort of word vomit on the whole. <laughs> and the thing is, we have talked about this so much too. So you do, it's like, this is the first time I've opened up this conversation with you. So there's just, there is so many directions that we could go in with this, but I think I want to point out the fact that you mentioned, um, you know, the placebo effect, this idea that like, if someone else is doing it, then I should do it too. And it's like, if you have, I've learned this from you is that if you have the belief that it will work, then it will work for you. So as like a micro example, like just to, you know, give people like, what does this look like in real life? Me deciding if something's for me, like, for example, as I've learned this from you, I've understood that I had this like addiction to skincare where I like thought I needed all these products to have clean skin. And you're over here like, I put oil on my face and I'm like, that just shook up my worldview. And it got me really thinking about why do I think I need all these products? Oh, it's because someone else told me that that would help my face. And so I've sort of cleaned up, like, like minimized my, I brought my, my regimen all the way back. And now I've slowly reintroduced things because I wanted to introduce them. And now I sort of have my, I literally went from like 100 to zero. And then I let myself say, what are the things that I actually enjoy using rather and things that I want to use because mm. I like using them. So there are certain products now that I'm just like, oh, I just like love this. So I want to yeah. use it. 
but I don't use any of the, you know, retinols, the, the, the stuff that they say you have to use to stay looking young and all that. It's all very basic, but stuff I enjoy. Mm. So is it, is it, there's two questions here. Is the placebo effect, is that really um, a thing when it comes to a lot of these spiritual tools? And then, because even if there's science backing them, really, they only work for you if you think they're going to work for you. And then two, like, does it serve people? Like, is there some people like as in the context of human design that doing a lot of that stuff is actually accurate, like aligned for them? Yes, is the answer. The short answer to the second question is yes, doing a lot of things is is aligned for some people. It depends on, you know, certain parts of your chart and how things come together. I will say though, in general, us human beings are experts at feeling like we're, we're almost addicted to the belief that doing a lot of things, like throwing a lot of stuff at the wall is what makes us feel good and productive and like the needle's actually moving forward. It's much harder for us to just get out of the way, do less, but do the really focused intentional things. You know what I mean? So in a way, sometimes like you can feel like you're, you're using all your life force on doing these 25 step skincare and whatever, rather than just sitting and breathing and letting your skin just like, live you know what I mean like that's we we don't feel like we're as in control when we when we just let our body do its own wisdom right that's why we have an addiction with overthinking instead of just being as well right if you want to take it macro but I also think that um you know it almost feels like you're being more effective when you're doing 25,000 things and listen if you like feeling more effective and it hasn't got any negative um if you love the routine and the ritual of all the skin like you're saying like all of those things, like it's a multi-factor equation, right? So let's use the skincare example, right? If you believe that having a lot of products is what makes the skin good and you categorically don't believe that you could be minimal and um, still look good, that will have an effect on using less stuff, but also so will the laws of nature, right? So it's one factor in the whole um, energetic equation of what creates an effect, right? So you could also believe that with every fiber of your being that you can fly, but if you haven't got the correct conditions to fly with, you still aren't going to fly, right? Because those are the current laws of collectively accepted reality. Maybe in the future, when we grow up in a time when everyone can fly just with mm-hmm. our minds, then that will be different. But right now, our collective isn't ready for that level of understanding. So you also can't pierce the current um, level of understanding unless there's a like a tipping point number of people who genuinely believe and see that too. So Sorry, I'm dragging you into into flying, but let's go back to skincare. <laughs> no, I actually love that you brought that up because I think this is a really good illustration of that is that the idea that what you believe to be true is true. We've you've you've like talked a lot about that with me. But then also there's your personal beliefs, but then there's like the collective beliefs that affect both of those things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for example, if you think that, um, you know, if you grew up thinking chocolate cake doesn't make you fat, okay, let's just say it's never, it was never in your conditioning, no one ever talked about it, whatever, it probably is less likely to make you put on weight, right? But if you all of a sudden started having it 10 times a day, then it could be, there could be a point at which 
your body system also overrides beliefs, right? So we have different levels of inputs. We have belief mind level, then we have like body level and we have soul level, right? So, and then we have within the, the, the current fabric of humanity and the collective that we're living in. So, and they all can come in different amounts and affect each other differently. And so for things like skincare, it will make a huge difference if you feel, um, you know, A, if you feel like you need the 10 steps and then within that, the person that loves doing the 10 steps because they want to do the 10 steps versus the person that feels like they have to do the 10 steps because they have to, otherwise they're not going to feel good, but they don't, they don't actually love it that much. And I think what's really interesting is that we need to own our wants more because wants is such a big part of a like motivation for you. So if you're like, you know what, maybe I don't need the 10 steps, but I want to do the 10 steps because I freaking enjoy the 10 steps. And I feel like a glamorous woman that I look up to on Instagram. I feel more like her when I do it. Amazing. Like yeah. crack on, you know For what I mean? Example, like that is why I continue to do the 10, the multiple step skincare, because I like love, I've realized I love the, the feeling of participating in that culture. Like I love getting on the plane and having my little eye masks and being annoying and having my, my, <laughs> you know, I have to put on on the plane with like my eye mask and my, so, you know, that is fun for me. And yeah. it's not, I've realized through this process of, you know, thinking about this concept that I enjoy that. And that's why it works for me. Yes. And that's such a big difference because then all of a sudden the skincare becomes an alternative to watching TV rather than a, I have to do this. Otherwise I'm not going to look good. Right. If you're doing it for fun, then it's just a fun, it's a choice, right? Something that you're going to do, that's going to add to a day. That's going to make you feel good in some kind of way, just like watching something on Netflix you do. Cause it makes you feel good. Or just like playing with your dog or something you do. Cause it makes you feel good or whatever. Right. And the same with like, you can extend it to food, right? Like there is such a big part of eating things because you feel good, you know, because you want to, because you're drawn to those things. Like, and the more you can take the noise out of the way or of, you know, like if you had eight steps and you were thinking you needed 10, like that's adding a stress to your system, which your system doesn't need. So that's why I often tell people like the biggest cleanse you can do for your health is an information cleanse on what you should be doing. Because if, for example, you Taylor would naturally end up having eight steps to your routine, all of a sudden this arbitrary commonly agreed thing upon a few people that you come across thinking that the ultimate is 10, right? All that's going to do is mess you up if you're going to, if it's going to make you question yourself rather than observing what your system would naturally gravitate towards doing. And that could change over time, right? But for now, this is what we like. This is what Taylor's into. This is what's serving Taylor across all the measures that are meaningful to me, right? Like it's making my skin look good. It's enjoyable. It's whatever else you value, even if that's that simple, then great. And it's funny that we sometimes need it to be more grand than that because life is that simple. Life is as simple as our enjoyment and our pleasure and our feel good and our look good and our thriving and work and career and purpose. Like we don't need to be these like, you know, morally, we don't need to attach like a moralism to health. Like, oh, look, I'm taking all these supplements and that makes me a better human being. That's also ego, right? So I would also advise people like when we're setting our new year's goals, don't do the goals that make you feel like a holier than thou type of person. You know what I mean? Like do the ones you want to do. And if you know, you're overwhelmed with 10, pick the three most important ones and just do those or the one most important one and just do that. I think it, this conversation is a little bit reminding me, we just did an episode, I think it was like two weeks ago, uh, 
called uh, something about intention, purifying your intentions. And it, that episode, we more specifically talked about it in the context of business. But what you're saying here is that knowing why you want to participate in some sort of wellness or spiritual trend is important in its actual effect on your life. So well said. Totally. So this just feels to me like a more grounded approach to the wellness and spiritual industry. And I think it's a really important conversation to be having right now, especially because everybody is, you know, thinking about the things that they want to implement in their life. Yeah. And it's just a, it's, um, it, the difference is main, mainly like do it from a place of power where these things are just potentials to serve you and not these things that are bigger than you that you need to buy into in order to validate yourself as a smart human being, a productive human being, a high functioning, a spiritual or whatever. Like, and also just, I want to remind, you know, our community that what makes you aligned, you can be doing every health routine on the planet. You can be doing every spiritual ritual on the planet. That stuff, if it helps you become aligned, then it's helpful, right? Mm -hmm. If it makes you feel good, then it's helpful, but it's not, that's, it's not the be all and end all in itself, right? The, the thing that makes you aligned is you showing up as your real self, you being aware of the way that you think, the way that you feel, being honest with yourself about it, um, and doing the things in your life that you feel are worth your time, right? Like, if you want to, and I use this example all the time, if you just have a passion for selling paperclips, then sell paperclips and go, you know, go with it with all your might. Um, instead of doing the thing that, you know, your parents told you was going to be respectable, or the thing that you think is going to make you more money more quickly. Like, think about it this way. If we're going to live another 120 years, like no one should be thinking about the quick buck, right? That's just not a strategy for long-term success, right? So alignment is about, what is my essence and how does it how does it relate to the rest of the world so for me knowing for example that my essence you can tell me you could tell me 200 facts about why the sauna is good for me and i still wouldn't sauna because the facts might change all we know is research all we've done is tested on averages like there's so many places where the quote unquote evidence falls down but because we know about human design and because we know that the best way to make decisions is according to our authority if i don't love the idea with my emotional authority if i don't enjoy going in the sauna then i'm not going to do it right now that's different to okay there are parts of my business that I feel like sometimes I have to do that I don't love doing them, but I know the end it's going to give me is something I want, right? So there's a there's a trade-off between, okay, I'm going to give up short-term pleasure, right? Of course, there's some days you want to, um, I don't know, stay in bed instead of, you know, write the email or whatever it is or have the hard conversation, but you know that there's going to be a trade-off later on, then great, right? But with wellness, we we settle for the for the we believe it too quickly right we say oh well everyone says that sauna helps you detoxify and get rid of heavy metal so i should do it how do we know right we need to have better standards for that stuff where we feel like it's making a measurable um difference and you're saying i'm glad you brought it back to human design because you know this podcast is called human design um you, you understanding our authority and our strategy and how we work is a good place to start when trying to figure out if something's actually aligned for us. Yeah. And how you make the decisions, right? So 
for you, if you have this instinctive thing that like, oh, do I feel like I, you know, do I feel a resonance with a sauna? Yes or no type of thing. You'd be able to kind of clock it quite quickly, right? Um, you know, and even profile, for example, right? Like depending on your profile, maybe someone with a one in their profile would be like, okay, well, let me go and learn about it and see if I then, my emotional authority then resonates with it. Or someone with a three would be like, well, let me go try it on and then ask my spleen if I, you know, if that kind of feels right or not, or if my ego wants it or not, or if, you know, when I talk about it with other people on my sounding board, G center authority, like I sound enthused about it, for example. Right. So, you know, it's all these little things about how you align. How, human design is, is how you literally get aligned. Right. So getting out of the mind, which is not reading and following the herd, it's coming back to let me test it out for myself because these outside things, these outside tools are not, they don't affect every person in the same way. And so I have to tailor it and adapt it to how it relates to me and my energy, which is a completely different relationship to how someone else is relating to the same tool. And obviously it's my energy that dictates how that thing is going to serve me. So I need to listen to my authority and how it serves my energy pattern. And does it help me be more of a projector or less of a projector, right? Does it make me work harder or less hard? Does it suit my consistent nature or my inconsistent nature? Um, you know, there's so many things you can kind of check and balance it against. Um, you know, does it serve your alignment, your function, your human design, or does it not? And um, I think to close this out and not to open up a whole other can of worms, because I'm sure we will talk more about this conversation in depth in other ways, but I think approaching life in this way from what I've heard from you about how you see this next year playing out, approaching life in this way is very important, not just in the spiritual and wellness industry, but approaching everything in our lives in this way. 100% the main thing that we can do this year is to look at the areas where we're still tempted to be sheep, to question everything, to be unafraid to say, you know, hold on a second, just because everyone else likes it, does it, and that doesn't mean it's wrong if I don't like it, it just means it's wrong for me, um, you know, and to really listen to that inner um, you know, your inner authority, the person inside you that knows better and to trust that above the logic, the conditioning of culture, of, you know, popular consensus, of trends, um, of all those things. Because, you know, as we move towards 2027, which many people who've been following this work for a long time know that 2027 is the beginning of a new era where there won't be so many outside authorities and constructs and all of those things are going to really fall away. And that sounds wonderful, but it also is quite difficult to really not defer the power and control over your own life to all the other places outside of ourselves that we give it to right now. So the more we can get ahead of the curve ahead of 2027, the better position we'll be in when all of a sudden we do have all this power and all this, you know, all this sway over our own lives and complete freedom. It's like, well, what do we do without the safety net? What do we do with this many options? So this is a really good time to flex that and to start, you know, I guess, de-sheepifying ourselves in all the ways that we can. 